Hi, I'm Tara. Welcome to Scratching the Surface, where we talk all things real. I'm excited to share my series on holistic healing alongside my other passions. Please subscribe and feel free to connect with me on my Instagram at Life Behind the Rainbow or on my Facebook page, We Rainbow Oils. I would love to hear your feedback. Love and light to you all. Hello, everybody. I'm here with the lovely, beautiful Doris Beck. She is a yoga teacher um, living in London. Um, I actually think, Dora, we met on social media. We met online. We actually have never met in real life um, just yet, but we definitely, definitely will. That's definitely the goal is to meet hopefully in the next year or so. Um, But yeah, Dora, please just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now. Thank you so much for your warm welcome. (laughs) A nice introduction. Um, Very pleased to be here. Well, I'm Dora. As you said, we we managed to meet at social media and I think it was via Brian Francis, one of the first guests in my my podcast. And then after that, he introduced you to me, me to you. And then you ended up doing my podcast as well, which was really nice. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to get Brian on the podcast, actually, but I'm going to wait for season two. Like this is all I'm hoping to talk to everybody that's all into well-being and does any jobs that are really related to well-being so um I just think his story is so special for like literally individual isn't it yeah yeah exactly I I always find really difficult to talk about myself I don't really know where to start from but um long story short um I come from Croatia come as a person who doesn't really know who who she is. So I felt like in the earlier stages in my life, I was quite lost and sort of confused about who I was. Uh, but always somehow on that lookout and search for, for something different, search for a change. So at some point in all this confusion, I, I managed to move to London when I was maybe 22 and um, that really helped me to to get to know myself a little bit better if that makes sense it was me basically moving to London at the age of 22 um, kind of feeling free feeling free to explore who I am so I did um, I, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do I in Croatia studied um physical education and sports which was fun it wasn't really what I wanted to do so it was more kind of the way of proving I can do this but more kind of to other people rather than to myself really because I was always a good girl that you know needs to please everybody so you know like I finished the, the high school I need to go to university now what am I gonna do um, and not knowing what I was going to do, it was just kind of putting a lot of pressure on me because I know the expectations were there. I, I've done a, quite a lot of sports in my life. I, um, I probably tried most of them that were available in Croatia. So I thought um, physical education and sports is something that would be probably pretty easy for me. I had really good, good marks and grades, like a perfectionist. And so I, I tried that. 
got in, got a scholarship. It was all kind of new and exciting. After the whole exciting bit was starting to wear off, not really feeling. I was like, mm, what am I doing? Is this really what I want to do? It's, it was just a little bit strange. And so I moved from a very little place called Pula in Croatia, where I grew up, to Zagreb, the capital, which was, which was really exciting. So at the beginning, it was all exciting and studying and experiencing your city and all that. But that also wore off um, after a little while. And then I was having this long relationship that was not making me happy anymore. And I had this urge to kind of run away, I, I guess. Sometimes you kind of have to change the environment. But then it's so hard to tell when you're doing it for good and when you're just running away and not really dealing with the issue itself, move on. Because it's just easier to just go from one point to the other, distract myself, not really dealing with what was going on. I was experiencing some mental health issues as well, but I didn't really know what was going on. I was going through a lot of anxiety. People described it as, as anxiety, but I think I didn't want to accept it. And it, it, it's, it was still and still is, I suppose, in Croatia, a lot less, but still is like a big taboo and people don't talk about it. And, um, and so I didn't either. So I never shared with anyone what I was going through. And I um, found that really, really difficult. And because of those um, thoughts and, and experiences that were kind of anxiety induced, I was, I was running away even more because I didn't want to be with them. I didn't want to ex accept that. So I would, I was just like, but like, I want to go to London, I want to, I want to you know, learn English, I want to experience a big life in a big city and all that. Do you because... think is it because you were from a little small town that it's like a fishing yeah. village really, isn't it, Pula? It's like, a fishing... it's, a, it's like a town, but it's very small. It's maybe around 50,000 people living there. So it's, um, it, in winter, it really feels like a village. It's beautiful in summer, it's full of people, but um, yeah, it's not very, very big and um, it's very, not very diverse either. And it's, I mean, even now, I don't know how I got um, out of it because it was like a, like a strong willpower, like just like not facing the thoughts I was having. And trust me, some of those thoughts were crazy thoughts. Like I was... I I think that's so normal though for that age. I definitely, that was me when I was that age for sure. Mm. And, you know, and I have a young sister, she's only 16 and she's already starting to have those thoughts about herself and inside. And, you know, it's such, it's the hardest, hardest time, isn't it? Like how old are you it now? Really I'm, I just turned uh, 30. Yeah, so me too. Yeah. And don't you now feel like you actually know yourself a bit more? You're like, Oh, oh, why yeah. did I care? Why did I worry? I should have just trusted that whatever I decided to do and wherever I decided to go was the right path. But we just were too young. Too young. Yeah, I guess like too young to trust our, like to maybe know what exactly we want, but also if we did know, just to kind of trust we're just allowed to do that. Amazing that you've come over to London and you've now got your own business. Like, tell us about that. I know. So, yeah, it's... Um, I sometimes can't believe it still. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I finally came to study. I call it studying because um, it sounds good, <laughs> but it wasn't really. It was like the uh, exchange, like a, like a 
Erasmus exchange. Um, and I had maybe like two subjects that I was um, engaging with at the university. It was Middlesex University, which was lovely. Um, and uh, then I realized, you know, I don't have that much to, to do. So I'm here. It was very, like, my biggest thing is what, like, it was very expensive for, like, a Croatian. <laughs> I do, you know, I had, like a, like, a small scholarship. I had some savings. My parents were really supportive also financially. So I had some money. But if I really wanted to enjoy the, the city, and I actually had time for that, I had to, um, I mean, I thought I, I just have to find a job. So um, I started to really like it. And then I, I found a job. I was working with this lovely family in uh, Primrose Hill um, that were like my second family, really. I was working with those three kids um, a day for a bit and um, just kind of finding my way because I knew even then, oh, this is amazing. You know, I can, I can just stay here. But I had to go back, finish my university, graduate there. They wouldn't let you do it here, which is understandable again. Um, and, um, yeah, so then I kind of knew then London is the place to, to be, but, um, I went back to Croatia to finish my university and then, um, I, um, fell back into my anxiety. Maybe that was why I had that kind of, I would call it the first episode happening then, because I started experiencing what I really liked in London, like that freedom and like diversity and you're free. <laughs> no one really cares. You, you know, no one cares what you wear. No one cares what you say. If you sing on tube, that's fine. You know, if people are shouting on the street, I was at the beginning, the first one I was turning around, no one really cares. <laughs> so everyone is kind of free. And um, I, I started feeling that that's really helping me. But yeah, I went back to Croatia, um, got back into my kind of anxiety patterns, um, failed most of my exams. I had only a few left. Um, then again, like my self-esteem dropped um, and I started panicking. Oh my God, is this one going to get stuck now? Will I ever finish university? And I wasn't in a good place in my head really. Um, but I had good support of my friends and my parents. And uh, I just took time. So it took a bit longer for the exams. Then I uh, just returned back. This is where kind of everything started professionally for me. So I moved to Alton, a very small place. People often mix it with Alton Towers, which is like the other way from London. But Alton is a little, like a very, that's a village. And um, the company I worked for was called Trelors. Um, it's like a college and um, school and college for disabled children. It was for me to do um, physical education side, which I found it really rewarding. And uh, because Croatia wasn't part of the EU when England still was, um, people that came to England from Croatia couldn't work there other than being self-employed. That was a bit... Yeah, disappointing at the time, but I'm glad I did now. <laughs> um, it was just part of your journey, really. Yeah, it was all meant to be, yes. So, I, bet, I bet there were so many tears and you were so upset at the time. Oh, I was so upset at the time and my first thought was like, no, I don't want to go back to Croatia. 
I tried yoga a few times in my life uh, when I was a kid with my mom. We did a bit of like breathing and chanting because um, nice. my mom had a lot of health issues herself and we were very little and yoga really helped her. And then I had a long break and tried yoga when I had those first episodes in um, Croatia. And um, every time I would get a bit better, I would just leave it. And so then I came to London and um, the whole finding a new job that was really stressful. It was like a lot going on. And I was like, okay, so what worked in the past? <laughs> and um, I went to a yoga class in Fulham, uh, Power Yoga Company, which I really like. Um, and uh, then I went to another yoga class. And then I did all these possible like intro offers around London to yeah. Um, just, yeah, do different styles and to to get to know different teachers and all that. I uh, really loved Ashtanga because at that time, um, just to tell a bit more about Ashtanga, there's so many styles nowadays, but um, Ashtanga is specific for being the most athletic type of yoga. Mm -hmm. So I needed that because I've done so much, so many sports in my life and I was really used to activity. But also the sequence never changes. So um, you know what follows which means you can minimize distractions. You just focus on your breath, movement, and drishti, what we call it, like a gaze point. So you can really tune into your practice and you know already what you can come back to when your mind wanders. So rather than waiting what's next, like vinyasa flow is, is like. So I really like that. Um, and had really good teachers, um, I love my teacher, Joyce McNicken. She's Scottish. And um, I used to go to a lot of her classes at Tri-Yoga. And back to the family, original second Primrose Hill family. And they really looked after me. So they were like, oh, we're not happy with our nanny at the, t at the moment. Would you like to come back? We don't want to be unfair to you. I know it's maybe difficult, but would you like to come back? And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to come back. <laughs> and they were so fair to me. They were encouraging me to do what I want because I we once sat um, having dinner and I said that I'm thinking about doing yoga teacher training because it's really helped me specifically, like, like pr primarily with my mental health, really, and then everything else. Um, but also, it would be great just to share that, just to do... That so, sounds perfect, because it. you actually had that little spark. And there was a podcast I was listening to recently, and some what she was trying to say was, you get lots of opportunities in your life to have that little spark. Whether you follow that or not, that's your choice. Like we all yeah. do get a little smart, but loads of people just ignore it. I, just, that, you're giving me shivers listening because you're so <laughs> athletic. And then you actually have used what your body and mind really needed to then create a life and create a business and like help others. Like, wow, I love this. Oh, I know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear when someone else is bigging you up. <laughs> mm. and then you realize oh my god is it me I've actually done all of that <laughs> yeah be so uh, proud of yourself oh no do you know what I am nowadays I and I also like this which is another part of the story my I already call him husband really but he's really really helped with 
like my self-esteem's gone so much up since I met him. And he just sees the best in me. He never stops me. Um, kind of, you know, any ideas I have, he's, he's up for it. He would never mm. question. He would support from the beginning. And it's just, it's really, obviously, it's been a big, big push. You know, it, it's been a big thing in life. I'm so grateful. <laughs> so can you just maybe for the listeners, um, just describe briefly like the different types of yoga um because people maybe are thinking right maybe I should try yoga class because maybe I'm feeling a lot of anxiety like especially now in the pandemic and things are just constantly like there's restrictions and then there's not and then there is and then some places have restrictions some places don't and so people are still feeling a lot of anxiety about all that so just you know so that people can maybe make an informed choice of a class that they might want to go to yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. And um, I've experienced a lot of that as well, personally. People just not knowing where to where to start from. Um, so I'll try to explain different, yeah, different styles of yoga and different kind of levels of classes and what people can maybe expect in different studios. It's n- nowadays, I mean... I would say City Like London offers so much, so many yoga styles, but really everywhere you go, there is many different styles that are on the offer. Um, I would also, I would always look for open level classes. They're probably the best because um, teachers offer a lot of variations. So whether you're a beginner or, or, or advanced, you can always find yourself there. Um, there are a few styles that are that have set sequence, and interestingly enough, all those styles with the set sequence, which never changes, are quite advanced. So maybe not the best thing to start with. Um, Ashtanga, Bikram, but Bikram yoga is um, hot yoga, yoga in a hot room that also follows the same sequence and. Ashtanga and Bikram are the ones that are most kind of common for being relatively physically intense. This is, those two styles are two styles that I wouldn't send beginners to. Mm-hmm. They're quite, it can be quite difficult on the body. There are, of course, modifications. They move, the sequence, you move through the sequence quite fast. So Ashtanga and Bikram two styles that are maybe better for regular practice later on when people are familiar with with more aware of how they move especially if they're very new to yoga so there is yoga that mainly activates sympathetic nervous system and yoga that activates parasympathetic nervous system so if we talk talk about sympathetic these are all these like very movie flowy classes like vinyasa flow rocket yoga ashtanga here as well, Bikram. Um, there's so many of them. Jivamukti, not sure if I mentioned that already. So those all flowy classes are designed to activate sympathetic side. But then classes like restorative yoga, yin yoga, uh, yoga nidra, where we they have like a like a meditative aspect to it, like a like a 
it's they're basically meditations but rather okay, than being please. seated meditation yin and restorative yoga are um we hold poses for a very long time breathe through any physical discomfort uh, and getting deep deeper into connective tissues Mm. So those are normally really good for beginners, really good for people who have problems, difficulty sleeping, people with any sort of, people with anxiety, people with depression, any really mental health um, issues, but also people with limited um, movement. So mm. people with injuries can find that very beneficial, especially because in yin and restorative, there is a lot of props that are used, bolsters and bricks and straps. So you find that kind of spot place where the body, where you feel the stretch, but you're not creating too much tension. So that sweet spot. So, and then you can use all the props to find position that works for you. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I think so that would be, Yoga would be the main thing. If I'm going to join a gym, I do I do not do weights. I do not do like running machines, really, anything like that. I go and find a gym that does classes and it will be yoga is my number one go-to. But I never knew why or I never, it wasn't for any reason. It was just I really enjoyed it and I, mm. I felt like so good afterwards. So I will say like, you're talking about different types of yoga and stuff. I never knew. I still don't, I can't ever remember the names of them and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just go and try. Or maybe if there's a little um, description on the bottom, then I'll go, okay, no, that's a bit more what I'm looking for. But a lot of these classes, they actually offer like little blocks and you can also choose to not use them if you don't need or whatever. But I'm so glad that you were mentioning there that there is some that for people that maybe do have injuries, maybe people that have limited mobility, you know, yeah. there there is classes that they could try. And even if they aren't feeling too confident to go along to a class, now so many things are online, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So there is a lot. Um, so what's happening at the moment is um, when everything moved online um, during the whole pandemic, um, that got a lot of people into doing yoga. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the main issue I, I can really speak for myself that I faced at the very beginning was people don't want to have this, the cameras on. People don't, so you don't have that kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. um, so in those cases, what I did, I really, really slowed down and make it, made sure that classes are available to everyone. So I completely, at the very beginning, took out all the dynamic flows because I don't know who I'm working with. And because everything is online, people are not very comfortable um, sharing in front of other people in front of the camera. Um, but um, that worked, making it very accessible. And then people came forward and wanted to carry on doing stuff online. That's what most of the studios face as well. So they used to do it online only. And now when you open Try Yoga website, you know, Vinyasa Flow Level 2, in person or online. They have different prices. Online classes nowadays are very, a lot more affordable. So they're, I think, half a price in most of the studios. Um, and then in person classes kept the same price. It's, um, 
still, I think that the capacity in studio is limited um, and um, they take less people there, uh, which is maybe even nicer for people because to be honest with you, some of the studios in London, are, they used to be too packed. You just have like one mat next to the other and um, some people find it intimidating mm-hmm. and they find it difficult I to relax. I did. I, if I was, if I was a bit late for the class or it was just, you know, I was getting there two minutes before I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to go up the front. And I nearly didn't want to go in then because I just wouldn't say like, I'm fully like confident in all the moves or being able to stretch like for the longest or whatever. Obviously over time I got better when I was in Canada, I was going to yoga on the beach and then going to yoga in studios like I loved it so I actually felt like I was got really good and I could feel the toning in my body I could feel the muscles getting stronger I could feel like I could stretch further every day really but I really do miss you know just by doing a few classes online while I was kind of healing from my cancer and stuff I really miss the teacher not being there to like push my bum in a little or lift back a little. I really can't wait to go back to a few yoga classes when I get moved up to the city. That's the first thing I want to find is a good yoga class I can go to in person. You're moving to Belfast? Yeah, so I'm moving to Belfast literally in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure you'll find a lot of yoga places there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly there there's so many I'm gonna just maybe like you did I'm gonna just go around them all and see where I like and yeah. see what teachers are like mm-hmm. yeah that's the best I think that's the best strategy really because yeah. it's like cheap and easy and you have unlimited offer and that's yeah. really good I was going to say it's interesting you mentioned the adjustments mm-hmm. because until I mean it's still not very clear in some of the studios but um, we weren't allowed to obviously touch people when it was all very full on <laughs> with the COVID. And now it's um, what I always do is I say to people, I'm going to be adjusting. If you don't like to be adjusted, just, you know, let me know. That's what I do in, in studios. So this is just like for the listeners so that they know they ha- always have an option because some people don't like to be touched. And then you're going to go and touch someone and someone is not enjoying it. Uh, and other people don't feel like they've done a yoga class if someone didn't do the adjustment without the dog. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there is always... Um, people have option, really. Like, if the class is small, I would just tell them to um, let me know. You know, there's many ways of doing it. If they're starting in lying down on their backs, place one hand on your belly if you don't want to be adjusted. And then you have a little look who had a hand on their belly and you don't touch those people. But um, other places where I work, they have like a little um, coin-like looking plastic thing, yellow little token things that people put at the end of their mat if they don't want to be adjusted. It's like a, like a little sign. So um, then <laughs> you walk about when you teach and uh, people that have it on their mat you just don't touch. But yeah. I also recently, it's interesting, people are very different and um, I personally like being adjusted. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the teacher is present, the teacher is, is seeing what's going on 
and um, looking after me. <laughs> so when I do do my practice and um, it's um, I just started with another really lovely cl- client uh, that relocated from the US just a week ago. Um, and uh, we had like a like a trial session and we talked about everything and anything in the beginning, but forgot to discuss the adjustment. So I found myself teaching her one-to-one because at the moment, all my one-to-one clients are online and um, some of them are, are in the US, so they can't do it in person. And people that are in London live very far away from me and they are happy to do it online. So I also found myself, oh, what do I do now? Like, would, would, you know, I haven't discussed if she if she would like to be adjusted, but also like, and then if you feel like, oh, if it's one-to-one, it kind of makes sense that people want adjustment, but maybe not. So I kind of did like adjustment or two. And at the end of the class, she asked me if I'm like a hands-on teacher. So like pretty much so, but I forgot to ask you about that. And then we laughed and she was like, I would really like it. So um, yeah, it's um, something for me to also remember that mm. very important to discuss at the beginning. It always is, but now especially because of COVID, it just added even more pressure. Yeah. Uh, because I would have never thought this is what we were taught at. Um, I trained with at a few places, but my 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 first training was with Yoga London, which is a it was a great school. It was like a like two hundred hour training, and they taught us a lot about the business side, mm. whilst the the one in India was like completely different I felt like I wasn't really doing teacher training I was getting to know myself better <laughs> yeah they I, I would never think normally of that that some people don't want to be adjusted but they said that we need to be really careful about that that was one of the first thing they said when you're out there teaching you need to be really careful because some people don't like to be touched they will not come back to your class yeah it's interesting some people just who knows it's like the same that some people don't so what I'm really aware of when I'm uh, teaching meditation or if people are in Shavasana, I wouldn't, you instruct them to close their eyes. It's a suggestion. But I also like to mention that if they don't feel comfortable closing their eyes, they can always keep them sort of half open, half closed to keep that gentle kind of balance between the internal awareness and the external world. But the, the, I want them to feel that they have to because some people you don't know what they see when they close their eyes exactly. so there is a lot of things to think about yeah it's crazy and that's why it's, I really like um, doing more and I'm thinking about doing another one just to kind of see what else I can experience more for myself as a person and as a practitioner than a teacher yeah, yeah so you're just learning all the time as you go that's what I love about when you find something you're really passionate about you constantly keep learning you're always what is that little saying you're always learning always growing yeah and when you I think when you find your niche and what you are passionate about that's what happens like you're constantly always going to be curious. You're always going to want to know more or do better. I just wanted to go back to something you had said before um, about um, yoga can really help you to be more aware of your own body. This is why I really wanted to get you on is because obviously everything I went through last year, um, 
and then with everybody that every single person in the whole world has had to go through like definitely the shittest toughest year of their lives Mm. so you know this is what I'm kind of doing with this little series is going through all the things that I find help me whenever I'm just like in despair and just feel like no I can't go on or right what what can we do here like what how can I turn my like my negative energy or my negative thoughts around so um you know whether that is meditating or deep breathing or using my essential oils or trying a little yoga class even if it's even if I just put one on for 10 or 15 minutes off YouTube Mm. or whatever like it really does help um so yeah can you just kind of as the expert here go into Mm. why how does this what is going on in our bodies you know you had mentioned about the nervous system and different things you know just you know what's the science of that what is what how how is it so healing yeah so I think the first thing that's happening with practicing yoga is that yoga allows you to to slow down because we we don't really do that we we're just used to being constantly on the move and we think if we're not or if we can't multitask we're taught that, that we are not doing well enough. So I mm-hmm. think if when you're in that kind of mindset and when you're constantly busy and making yourself even busier, you just can't be in touch with anything that's going on inside you because you're so distracted that you, you, you there is no way that you can get in touch. You don't even know where to start from. You never get yourself to that stage when you can notice what's happening because your mind, your, your mind is so busy and it's, so it's, it's chasing. So it's either trying to fight the thoughts or, or, or chasing the thoughts mm-hmm. and, or, you know, trying to, we're trying ourselves, stop ourselves from thinking, which, which is not really possible. So I think that the, I don't think we can, we can stop ourselves from thinking. There's always going to be something going on there, but I think the, 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 magic is how can you teach yourself to refocus to be in don't really like to use word control as yoga is all about letting go of control (laughs) but like to kind of be the one that redirects that is aware Mm. of what's going on but rather than pushing it away is kind of accepting and Sing. So, watching your thoughts mm-hmm. and watching what's happening rather than engaging with that. And mm-hmm. that's really difficult if you're like running around London, like <laughs> with a pret coffee in your hand, um, you know, just miss the bus and swearing on the street and trying to get on a tube. You can't really connect. So, I think you have to get like like slow down so so take time where you can slow down it may take you the whole yoga class to be able to slow down mm-hmm. and sometimes you will be able to slow down the moment you're on the mat but um what's happening i think is the heart rates 
heart rate drops generally. The breath, the way we breathe, well, there's a lot of breath techniques we, we use, but um, the way we breathe is, is, is calming the nervous system, is helping to still the mind. Mm. So rather than just having like a bunch of thoughts, they're still there, but there is a bit of order there. So it's so they're still there, but you can pick which one you'll engage with rather than just being entangled with all of them. Um, and there is the thing that makes help helps make that happen is we don't don't just move. So I'm 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 really I'm fan of any exercise really, but the way we synchronize the breath with the movement is the key, I think. So breathing while moving and having the breath to initiate is the key to calm the to work on the calming the, the nervous system really. And then the slower the breath, the slower the movement, so you're not rushing through the sequence. So you can be aware of how you move. You can become more aware, aware of your alignment. And when you have it all working together, then you really get in touch with what, is, what I can do and what I can't do because you, you feel how much you can actually do. The moment you start noticing that you're compromising your breath. So that's the first indicator. You're either rushing or forcing yourself. If, if you can't breathe properly when moving in the yoga class, then it's time to slow down. So rather than moving and then every now and then remembering to breathe, we are trying to, and it can, it can be a difficult thing to do. And also like for some people who, do have, who have done a lot of yoga, like including myself, I've done so much and I love it, but I still have obviously days and many days when I just come on the yoga and I'm just like, oh, when is this gonna finish? When is this gonna finish? It's like, oh, why did they come here? Oh, how much longer? I'm just so agitated. And that's what I, when I said at the beginning, sometimes you take the whole yoga class to slow down, but I never regret. I'm so glad I did this. I do feel calmer. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, um, it's just the conscious use of bo both really. Like I, I'm a big fan of breathing. So I would always say, like, if you do yoga, if you start doing yoga, start with the breath. So always teaching people how to breathe. And if you have that great capacity of the lungs, which, which increases with the practice, um, then you have more time to create the movement because your breath mm -hmm. is deeper and you can slow down. Um, so... I would say that that's what's happening because you said you also said that yoga is um, something you you go to first when you want to do some exercise like cl group classes, but most mostly yoga. Um, I I feel the same, and it's 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 like a magic about it because I love running, for example, and running makes me feel great afterwards. I personally don't really enjoy doing it, hmm. but yoga I'm enjoying when I'm doing it and the effect lasts for a very long time. And that's what I love about it. And I think that's, I don't know, maybe that's because you, you have to be present and the way we, because the mind, the, the, the mind wanders and the thoughts will come back. 
And again, instead of pushing them, you, you, you are breathing through what's going on. It's very difficult to explain. I mean, it's, um, it's no, very, I... yoga is very experiential. Mm. very so the... much so so it's uh, Patabi Joyce <laughs> said that yoga is 99% practice and 1% theory and I think he was right <laughs> um, I know it's, that um, you yeah, I would really like to encourage people to that. try yeah so that you had mentioned about you know kind of re-centering or rebalancing yourself and then I loved that you had said how by doing yoga, by checking in with your breath, by starting to regulate that, that you can almost by the end of the yoga class, then pick which of those thoughts you're going to follow then. Because, you know, what you were saying, you know, what I could just hear in my head was, I think I've mentioned it on another podcast that I did, um, ants, the automatic negative thoughts just constant like if you start with one little negative thought and allow that and to make a little um ant trail whoa like that's it that's just going to take almost so yeah just I just love that like really thank you so much for explaining that and I just really hope that people that just think nah yoga is not um it's not what's what am I trying to say um it's not like athletic enough like Absolutely. I promise you any time that I did really get myself into yoga, you know, when I was doing it for months on end, I have never been in as good a shape as when I was doing that. Like, and I don't know if it was also because you do get so in tune with your body that you want to eat better. You want to drink water. You want to, you want to breathe better. I just love the way it makes you feel. That's very interesting you said that because that, that's what most of the people say. That's my experience as well. If I'm not doing it, I'm often not really careful about my diet either. But it's something about it when you know, you, you know you've done something so good for your body and mind and it's in you. It's, it's not even, I, I, it's not really like on a conscious level either, I think. You're just like not really wanting to pick up junk food mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't do it <laughs> I still sometimes do it but you do it's like a, like a gate to like this holistic kind of you know it takes you it's all interconnected mm-hmm. so it's I've done this for my body and mind okay what else I can do to fit in with that mm-hmm. it's and it's just you know again it just doesn't take that much time I mean, day has 24 hours. Everyone has like 45 minutes for a yoga class. <laughs> and I'm just, um, just want to say um, there is yoga for everyone, really. Mm-hmm. And don't want to be or just can't really be because of different health conditions. There is so much they can do. And another, well, another thing I was going to mention when I was talking about parasympathetic nervous system and practices that really engage with that um, and, and make her sleep a lot better and like, like the way we rest, it, like the quality of rest is so much better. Um, I'm, I talked a little bit about yin and restorative, which is um, which, where we still have a bit of movement going on. So we, we, we switch a few poses and then we breathe through 
and releasing the connective tissue. But another one that's been really, really beneficial for a lot of my students and myself that took me out of a lot of negativity because those negative thoughts that just kind of thing come there and become so, you become so, for me, it just, I become so obsessive. So just only that thought about above all the others. And I just can't, I can really obsess. But then rather than like beating myself up for having it, okay, what can I do to balance it out? So it's like, it's like with the habits really, isn't it? Like when you have negative habits, rather than trying to break, manically break negative habits, try to create the good ones. So eventually the benefit of good ones will maybe make the, the, the bad ones less needed in your life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Yoga Nidra is one of the... I don't know if you heard about Yoga Nidra. I've done it ever. Um, it's done lying down. It's like a lying down meditation where we access and explore the subconscious mind. So unlike other meditations, you don't need to make any effort to engage with anything. So it's just... The only thing we don't do with Yoga Nidra is we don't do it in the morning because... Although it's called yogic sleep, the idea is not to fall asleep. The idea mm-hmm. is to get yourself into that state when you're be- between wakefulness and sleep, where the mind is very receptive. Mm-hmm. So then the, it would just it normally lasts for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, it can go on for even longer, but the most common ones are like shorter ones because people don't have a lot of time. And, but it's very beneficial because it's helping them to recharge. Um, so... Yeah, you just lie down on your back and the teacher guides you. So there is a little bit of body awareness, position of your body in relation to the space around you, um, then internalizing the awareness, setting the intention, setting the uh, positive resolution even, called Sankalpa. So this is something that is something you want to be, something you want to achieve, something you want to experience, that you state mentally three times, um, and it's short and clear. For instance, I'm happy and healthy, or I'm confident and successful. So repeat something short and clear to yourself when you're in that state of deep relaxation. And then it, the teacher takes you through like a body scan, and a bit of visualization, like a breath awareness and visualization. And then before we get out of it, when we bring ourselves back, again, the teacher will be like, now repeat your sankalpa, your positive resolution mentally three times. So once again, planting that seed into your subconscious and then slowly becoming aware of, you know, again, the space around you and the, the sounds in a distance and externalizing the awareness. So that's believed to have a really, really good effect. Like it's been very beneficial for people that struggle with insomnia, but also people that struggle with energy levels. Mm. And that's why it's commonly done in the afternoon as well. Most of the people feel a bit sluggish in the afternoon, especially if they had early starts. I'm definitely one of them. Um, And if I lie down for 20 minutes, I'm guided um, there's a lot of recorded ones as well nowadays. There is actually a um, website called yoganidranetwork.org, I think, um, that has plenty of them for free. 
Also, so if you website. just yeah, just the website that has mm-hmm. a lot of recorded yoga nidra sessions. These ones you can do lying down, um, and uh, I think they're also sorted like um, you can see like different teachers who come because there's so many like yoga schools. Mm-hmm. So um, and a few types of yoga nidra classes. So you can pick which ones you like, and then you have it also sorted as like yoga nidra for stress, yoga nidra for better sleep, um, yoga nidra um, with focus on visualization. And, you know, it's, it's very clear, um, straightforward. They're quite short, unless you want to pick the one that are long. Um, I think most of them are relatively short. And you can just do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's something that, in my experience, people prefer that to start with, to meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, some people find it difficult to find a a comfortable position. And then if you're like, oh, they're suffering. (laughs) Because sitting even for 10 minutes for some people can be really difficult. Um, So lying down is already removing that aspect. So you can really just focus on the... and, And the idea is... You will see also if you try, the idea is to listen, but not making too much effort to listen. So just to kind of gently listen to the sound of the voice. And sometimes you're like between, you're, you feel like you haven't heard something, but then you catch up with it, you're in and out of consciousness. consciousness, And that's where the magic happens. Mm. That's where, where you, you're not actively engaging with, well, you're going to have breakfast or, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you're eating too much for your dinner or what will your boss say about this or that. So it's just like you're in that space in between. It's just you're like in- safe space. You've absolutely inspired me. I'm going to do that oh, this evening as soon as we come up. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. come up the pool and get something to eat and have a little shower. And then I am, I'm going to do that, get in my pajamas and yeah. I think I'll do that nice. this evening. Yeah, really try. It sounds like what I need right now. Like I felt really unwell over the weekend, and I've been like house hunting, and then finally, like I've got somewhere, but we can't move in for a few weeks, and I just feel a bit. You know, you had mentioned before about like it's very good for feeling like that anxiety or feeling a bit anxious. I don't. I don't necessarily like outwardly feel like I am anxious right now, but inside I do feel like I need something exactly like what you're explaining so mm, brilliant so, yeah, I'm gonna do for the end of the day yeah, yeah <laughs> it's um yeah I'm, I'm so glad you're gonna do it and they're all good from like experienced yoga needle teachers uh you can find like different lengths and that's something that's very accessible you can do it on your bed on the sofa on the yoga mat you can do it really anywhere in your home and it's, uh, for me, I always say when I think of yoga, I'm always, probably because I had a lot of mental health challenges, I always think of it as a healing process. And I always start from the mind, breath and mind. And then I think about the physical. But people are different. And some people will find dynamic flow very beneficial to still the mind. They maybe need, especially if they're used to um, needing more stimulus, kind of 
um, yeah, in life, or they've been like a, say, very um, like professional athletes, and they mm-hmm. need like a certain, you know, dose of exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we find that, but then other people would do just a little bit of movement and benefit from um, meditation more. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, I would just encourage people to try and different different things and not to be afraid just to pick an open level class or level one class if they're new because um, walking into an advanced class can be a little bit off-putting because mm-hmm. you feel although although yoga is so not competitive um, it shouldn't be really sometimes you feel in a room that the energy of that's still happening but that's just I guess people are so that's another reason why maybe for beginners speaking classes that aren't intermediate or advanced the teacher will always look after you like whatever you pick but just for sake of feeling um, like not all eyes are on you or you know people are better than you because if you're already coming in my experience most of the people come to yoga because they had some sort of difficulties happening it's either like physically they're a bit limited or or they they've been stressed or they've been depressed or you know all that not all of them but a lot of them so then if you're already feeling for any reason bad about yourself not saying they should, but sometimes we can't help it. You don't want to walk in into like a, an advanced class and feel even worse about yourself. <laughs> um, no, you're so right. I, I know <laughs> what you mean because it's not, it's not even that anybody is looking at you because now I actually somebody that I have been to a lot of different yoga classes over the years now. I mean, over the probably about 12 years because I went a few times when I was at uni and then I went and Australia and then I went in Canada and then I went at home Mm. here and you know just different places that I've lived and stuff and then I kind of fall off the bandwagon and whatever but people are so busy trying to do their own the moves and trying to get into their own breath that you actually aren't but it's so hard to believe that when you are going for the first time to like a brand new studio or whatever so yeah that is something for people to kind of think about like nobody else cares what you're doing on your mat they're just trying to (laughs) better their practice but exactly yeah yeah yeah. there is um um, one of my teachers always used to say um she would be teaching and teaching and teaching and then the middle of her teaching. And if you see someone else having the variation that you don't <laughs> try to be inspired, not annoyed. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's really fun. good. Yeah. It's, and it's... you had mentioned a few times about um, how it really helps you to check in with your body. So would you say that yoga, you know, especially with you doing lots of sports and other exercise in the past, would you say yoga is maybe the main or one of the main ways that we can actually um, encourage ourselves to do that body scan that you were talking about? Because that's, I just think that is so helpful to know and kind of check in with your own body every single part of it and go oh that's not feeling too well or oh I can't really get into that why what's going on 
Right, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. So it's no one pushes you in yoga class, really. You know, it's it's that's that's a good starting point, I think. So it's there is nothing you have to do, and that's very clear from the beginning in most of the yoga classes. Well, certainly in mine, I believe. <laughs> so um, very important for people to know that they're in charge of their own body. Um, it's again because it's so it lets you down to it, it lets you to really slow down that just gives you the opportunity to check in and yes it's um, the best way to do it when you're in the movement is to check onto your like alignment and we always do it from the bottom to the top so you you notice how you feel at the very bottom. So if you're in warrior two and your feet are grounding and if, if the attention takes your awareness there, okay, so which parts of the body are touching the ground with the most weight? Are you spreading the weight evenly to both feet? Mm. And then you build, build up, you know, like is, are you just like kind of sinking into your joints or there is activation? Did you draw your navel a little bit in? So these are all these little cues you get in the yoga class that helps you to just become aware, okay, you know, this is what's happening. I'm really now arching through my lower back, so I'm making it even worse. I'm going to pull my navel a little bit in. Um, you know, if you're, like, clenching your fingers in Warrior two, or you're, like, spreading your fingers wide, and that that gives you that kind of release and joy in the pose rather than just, like, this is something I have to do. <laughs> and then when you're there, and now breathe out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think the way it's instructed and the way it's guided encourages you to really check in so in each pose you you really notice what's what's happening and also like it's the the abdomen is something that is the the toughest one so when you like the most people are just aware of the position of their belly all the time without realizing like i'm naturally um very slim but it just the environment makes me do the same so can you imagine then people who maybe had struggled with, um, with body weight, weight, they would be constantly like <laughs> pulling it in. Poor them, yeah. I know. It's, and I'm totally like yoga is for everyone. Yoga mm-hmm. is for everyone, no matter how you know, slim or overweight you are, or it's just for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I always like to make that clear. But you see people, everybody, everybody just really tensing around their abdomen. So it's just like getting that little instruction if you're like sitting in meditation or like if you're in any seated pose, really, when you don't need to engage your abdomen, just to get like, okay, you know, lift your chest, roll your shoulders back, but relax the abdomen. And most of the people will go, and then you notice how tense it was. Mm. So I think in yoga, you get instructions that you don't really get, um, when you are running or playing volleyball, it's just like, it's, it's not, it's, um, the aim of yoga is to get in touch, connect with your body. Well, like the, 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 the aim of, you know, volleyball is to maybe some, do something else. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's, I love that's that. what's happening. Yeah. Um, I just was wondering if, um, you know, there is, 
yoga for people that really have maybe actually no mobility, say people in wheelchairs and stuff? Is there, is, you know, is that possible? Would that be a good thing, actually? It's, I'm sure it would be a good thing, and it is definitely possible. Um, I've seen a few studios offering that. Um, it's uh, from my experience with working with people with very little mobility before, when I was uh, in that college, uh, they can't do that much when you or I look at them. We'd be like, oh, they really can't do much, but they can. Mm-hmm. So whatever they can do. So, you know, depending on what, what mobility is affected really um, and what's left, you can do like a very gentle stretches of the tiniest muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the focus um, when the mobility is really reduced, like very, very reduced, the focus would again be on like not asanas, not the physical side of yoga, but more breath and mm-hmm. um, meditation. But they definitely are. And this is a very... Um, very, very, very good question. This is something that we need more, more of. Yeah, definitely. It's something that I'm really quite interested in. And I'm just like, hmm, you know, even listening to you there, I'm like, hmm, hmm. I'm, you know, because the minute I've, I've t- put myself on a little aromatherapy course, I have signed up to a Chinese nutrition course. And then I'm like, okay, well, what else would I also be interested in? And I definitely, yoga just keeps coming in my mind constantly. Mm. But I really, you know, my my mother, she actually, she is in a wheelchair. And even myself there from last year when I was so unwell and I just wasn't out of bed for like much of the month. Like I was just so unwell. I'm like, I wonder, could I maybe start something here? Could I go and try and do some yoga training and then like really start a movement and be in, you know, Mm. anyway, it's just a thought, but I, I think that's a great thought. It's, um, it's something that would be so rewarding as well. And, you know, those people really need it as well, as well as anyone else. Yeah, I think so. And I spoke, I spoke with a friend as well. She, when she had her baby, um, she had to get, you know, lumbar punctures and, uh, she couldn't lift her head for days and stuff because the epidural went wrong. And she mm. was saying, oh yeah, Tara, I love, I love that idea. I would do that because that I cannot do yoga because I can't put my head down. And for me right now, I can't put my head down. So as much as I love yoga, I'm like, I don't think I can go along to classes and mm. without feeling that, you know, what we were chatting about before, I'll be feeling really self-conscious. I'll be feeling like, oh, people are going to think I'm so lazy, but actually I just can't put my head down low. I can't get down into do- downward dog anymore because my tumor, you know, so yeah. I'm just like, hmm, maybe I could start something because I have the experience because my mother is disabled, like maybe there's mm. something in the future, you know. I just remembered now because I was thinking, you said like you can't put your head down. And then I was thinking, oh, but there is so many other things where the head is up, you know, like all the standing poses <laughs> and uh, not all of them, but many of them really. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so it doesn't just need to be restorative or yin. There's still, you can do like vinyasa class, but 
don't do sun salutations or do very mm-hmm. modi- different sun salutations. Mm-hmm. Then, then came to my mind, there is actually a person that does yoga for cancer. Vicky Fox is her name. And um, oh, I think you, you can probably get to know about all these things from her a lot. Yeah, a lot more about it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely, that's great. Thanks so much. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about, how, you know, how it can really lift your mood and, um, you know, you're actually meditating while you're moving. So good for your body, toning, rebalancing, your cent- centering. I do actually have one more question. Um, So yeah, Dora, I have seen some, some of your posts on Instagram and you're doing yoga outdoors. Tell me just briefly, you know, how much more connected to everything, you know, people that are quite into holistic energy and everything, they talk about the source, they talk about Mother Earth, they talk about we're all connected. Do you find doing your yoga outdoors is just magical? Yes, very different. Yeah, it's... um... I think it's really nice to not needing to create that environment, but just have it because we all, which is lovely, try in studios, you know, set the lighting and candles and music, which is great. And it's very different to everything else you see around, especially in big city, but um, having the opportunity to just do it outside. Mm. uh, You don't need music. You don't need to create any atmosphere. Just have like a, like a firm ground underneath you and, if you're lucky, fresh air as well. It's a completely different experience. It is a completely different experience. I did, um, it's quite difficult to get the permit. Like, I'm not really sure what's the deal. You can't do it for free, unfortunately, in London Royal Parks. Um, But uh, at the very beginning of my teaching, I did classes in just in in like close to embankment station like a very central London one of those little little parks because another friend who was a yoga teacher at the same course um as me um had a good connection so we managed to teach for free and we just got all these people like local people that worked around embankment some of the friends um to do it outdoors and it was so 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 nice it's um I think it's just the just the sense that it's it's like a sense of peace it's like like adding this sense of peacefulness to what Mm. you are doing yeah and like it it's very grounding Mm -hmm. so I find I find meditating outdoors very nice Mm. I find it I find easier to meditate outside than I do indoors and I wonder if that's because I feel like I'm closer to the ground. <laughs> you know, all, all grounding practices mm-hmm. feel different outdoors, really. Yeah, totally. Sure, I bring myself out to, I'm so lucky right now, I'm living up on my parents' farm, but I bring mm. myself out to the field, take the shoes off at the gate and walk in the field and sit down on the grass. And, I, you know, that's where I just try and breathe out the day, just try, you know, if I've been on technology too much and stuff, I'm just like, oh, let go and leave my phone in the house and, you know, go and do that. And it really, it does, it just makes you feel 
like weirdly it makes you feel connected to everything and the world and nature but also like you're saying so grounded and connect to yourself yeah centered for your you family. probably get what you need out of it if you need uh, I said grounded because I feel like I often need I'm very butter it, it, it very call it like you've probably heard about Ayurveda and like doshas and but basically according to Ayurveda um that these three types of people um so you can be vata which is very airy not very grounded mm. and you're often if you're a vata type you are very kind of slim a bit paleish dry skin so they have all these characteristics for each type so i'm you can do like a little formula and they will tell you like what combination or like a single kind of type you are and then you have like a kapha type that is very like heavy and mm. grounded so they don't need ground they need a, a bit more of creative in their lives and they need a bit more of movement and like the food and all that and you have pita very fiery mm. very very fiery so um it, 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 all these three types are um are, are kind of like you're rarely only one of them you're normally a combination but mm. um I was, I did a few times and um, I had like a Vedic doctor when I was in India and I was described as Vata Pitta. So Vata more than Pitta. So I was very kind of like airy, they call it like away with the fairies. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a type that needs, there was a long explanation, <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm a type that needs grounding. So I guess if I'm, but whatever you need when you're out in nature, you will, you will reach it maybe a little bit quicker and easier than mm -hmm. if you weren't. So maybe if you're already like very much there with yourself, you'll be able to experience that connection with mm. the rest of it. Um, yeah. Great. So that means I might be pretty much there with myself. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do come across like you really are. Oh, thanks. I really need yeah. to hear that. Yeah, just just suppose to finish off, describe or, you know, use just a few words for what you feel is movement, you know, just a few words for why it's so important. Why yeah. is it so important, especially for people like me that are on the healing journey or their selves, you know, why is it so important? What would you say just as your final words for, you know, somebody that's like, mm, I've never tried that. No, I don't know about that. Mm. it will make your life easier <laughs> clear thinking helps to let go of, of what doesn't serve you um, keeps you supple <laughs> um, and helps you to get to know yourself a lot more yeah love that I love that oh thank you so so much Dora um just tell the listeners then where they can find you and maybe you might get some new followers and some new uh, people signing up for classes oh thank you very much well I'm um in the process of making a website so unfortunately that's not done yet 
but for now, um, the only thing I really use is um, social media wise Instagram. So it's Dora Sec Yoga. Um, and uh, if they find themselves in London, I uh, teach at the net, um, occasionally at the Shoreditch House, um, and cover for more yoga studios. So if you see my name there, um, I will be, yeah, happy to see new faces. Um, and probably my email address is the best to get in touch with because I am at the moment really much into working one-to-ones. Um, I have quite a few people that we kind of took this little journey together. Um, so, um, and that's been really, I, I find it really rewarding and I love it because it just makes you, you know, like you really help someone to achieve what they want. Uh, you know, you're doing a good thing for them. Um, and also you, you develop this new connection. It's always so much easier with, you know, like a, like a single person than with a whole group because you can never really get to know everyone, uh, then my email address would be probably the best. I'm, I'm on my emails probably too much, so I'll, I won't miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Dora underscore sec at hotmail.com. Okay, brilliant. Great. Thank you so much, Dora. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you right well. You take care and I'll hopefully talk to you soon and hopefully see you in person soon. Yeah, yo, I would really love that. Yeah, finally see you in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much. Um, good luck in Belfast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>